Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. Rob, I feel like it's yes, very sir. important to start the show with this statement. Have your lineup set on Thursday night. Thursday Matches night. will happen on Friday. Do not be one of the sheeple being misled by the media. No, but seriously, yeah. make sure you have your stuff set Thursday. If you want to tinker Friday morning, go ahead, but tinker within mm-hmm. your team. Have it set Thursday night. Yeah. Don't be somebody that accidentally doesn't save their latest draft and then the first match happens and then you're screwed and have to wild card early. Just just yeah, get this, it done. This, be sure this, you're done on Thursday. This is your healthy reminder. Do not go crazy at Thursday happy hour and forget to do stuff Friday morning. So, yeah, yep. this is a reminder from the FPL roundtable. There is no further follow-up to any, you know, reminder. So, um, you're welcome. This and is, welcome this to the show. A, this has been a public service announcement. All yes. right. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, that warning, that fire and brimstone uh, speech from us, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. You know, three days Three days to go. It's been a, been a hectic and run ragged rob uh preseason here you know running around baseball still in session so i'm getting calluses on i'm getting calluses on yeah space balls is on yeah your schwartz is all tuckered out yeah yeah i want to want to rewind when till now when now is then you know it's a it's a joke joke lost on everybody (laughs) if everybody everybody got it cool one to five people are losing their crap right now but when will now be then? Soon. <laughs> nice. But yeah, everything's good, as as you say, both good. of us. We're good. Losing we're good. our minds. We're fully, we're fully in depth. We're thumbs, or yeah, we're thumbs deep in in FPL knowledge. You know, across all formats. You know, official game, uh, play Taga. Uh, big shout out, thank you, Fantrax, for hosting this. Um, they have a format as well you can use. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the, the fantasy season to arrive on or about 1945 Eastern Standard Time on Friday, August 11th. Yeah. Um, that's it. Cool. So, uh, it's obviously going to be a busy show because, uh, of, of the impending deadlines and then obviously match week one. Well, first, we obviously have some transfers to get to. We'll just run through each of these. I'll just spit out a name uh, and some stats, and you let me know what you think about them. First, we have Richarlison. Richarlison. How a Frenchman would maybe not even pronounce that Brazilian name. But he comes from Fluminense. Is headed to Watford. Seems to be filling that Niang role 
Five goals, three assists in 14 matches. Do you care? Um, no. I mean, Watford is uh, not very um, a place I'm looking for anybody offensively from or defensively to, to for that matter. Until you know, Marco Silva, you know, touches everything and turns it into a defensive goal. Uh, with Dini out for week one, I, I don't even think Richarlson is going to be in the fray. I think he's even too. I think he's too young to even feature for a while. I think he's going to you know build up his steam and momentum for for the Hornets. Um, but yeah, I'm not looking forward to to much from Watford right now. On paper, right now they are dreary at best. They have cool uniforms. But <laughs> that, other than that, dreary at best for 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 game week one at least. Wait, are they the one where their third kit is just Middlesbrough's kit from last year? Yeah, it's basically yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, kind of more of a known quantity. We have Bruno Martins Indy uh, allegedly flying into uh, for his medical tomorrow at Stoke. Oh yeah, yeah. Hype. Um, they already have Zuma. I mean, that could that could be a pretty dangerous pairing there. Yeah, I, I tried to throw a little Bruno Mars in there. A little, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is the? Um... When you play defense and it's Bruno's Martin in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too Ooh. hot. Hot day. <laughs> Call the police hey, like, and the fireman. He he officially is the first person to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show and make. Of an appearance in the Premier League, so congratulations. <laughs> That's a fact, probably. That's a fact. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that he could probably carve out first team capabilities there. Um, you know, Stoke has some, you know, ragged guys on defense. I mm. mean, just look at who they have: Shawcross, Peters, Johnson, Cameron, Muniesa, Zuma. Uh, Although it Zuma. does look like Muniesa is on the way out. Yeah, he's he's going to be on to Girona. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, defensively, there's nobody there that's standing out. So Bruno's Martin Indy could carve out a first team, you know, place there. You know, they're all basically interchangeable Lego parts that are just a different color here. Because you know, if you lose one part, it doesn't really affect anything. Because I don't think anybody is really rostering anybody on Stoke's defense right now. Kurt Zuma is currently the most uh, owned rosterable player from Stoke on defense at 2.6% and his price tag is 5.5. So that's scaring a lot of people off. Everybody else is 5.0 or below. Uh, Indy will probably come in at probably 5.0 cause that's what Shawcross and Peters are. Um, yeah, I'm not expecting much from Stoke this year. They are not going to be basically if, if they finish one spot near Watford, I'd probably say that's probably about right. Yeah. Um, next up we have a really interesting one. We have Lamina coming over to, Southampton from Juventus uh, is more of a ball carrier, kind of in the mold of Dembele. Don't think he's probably going to hold too much fantasy value, although I think it hurts your boy Romeu, uh, who may not be able to get his forward as often as he did last season, which wasn't a ton, but he did at times. Yeah, yeah I think it hurts Stephen Davis more than Romeu. Oh, I think, I think he's replacing Stephen Davis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think Romeu still has his, his place on the pitch, and at 4.5, He's still my 4.5, you know, go-to dump. Though I did change him out of my team, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Stephen Davis is definitely the the you know the the guy on the gallows here when the when this trade does come of, or trade the transfer comes in and makes it official, and he's actually inserted into the official game game roster. He'll probably be probably 5.0, I would say 5.5 five, five, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, listen. He's he's. I don't think he's going to do enough offensively for the official game to care for his his presence on your team. Yeah, I, I think five five is probably where he comes in. Uh, and 
while he doesn't help those other people further back in midfield, if the fourth manager here actually thinks Tadic should play more than 30 matches, uh, he could he could benefit from this as well because he wouldn't be having to track back as much um, as Lamina could carry a lot of that responsibility, much as we saw um, Erickson really blossom when Dembele is fit because uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to fulfill as much of that duty. Um, all right, I know <laughs> in the pre pre-show talk you said you don't want to talk about Davy proper so I'll just do it for you um, comes Skip over it. to Brighton from uh, PSV Eindhoven uh, six goals eight assists in 34 matches in the Eredivisie you translate that maybe that's two and four maybe negative six negative, four. <laughs> ne- negative goals and assists um, I think this is largely supposed to be knockout cover um just because we we Who think he'll be fit for match fit. week one, but you know this is often an issue for these promoted clubs. Is if you suffer mm-hmm. one big injury, your season can basically be over. As can your stint in the Premier League. I think this is more of a um, emergency option more than a starting every week option. Although you know he did play plenty of games for PSV, who are one of the better Dutch sides, so it's possible he carves out a role for himself. Um, yeah. But for now, you know, just just kind of a wait and see. But yeah, I, I think this is more about making sure that they uh, are injury-proof than truly in, improving their first 11 for now. Um, mm-hmm. Next up, we have uh, Chupo Moting coming from Schalke. He was on a free. Stoke signed him. Um, I, I had weirdly seen a fair bit of him like two or three years ago uh, when he was playing as a striker when Klaasian Huntelaar was hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. But apparently, <laughs> I did not watch enough of them last season because he played a lot of matches on the left wing do you think it's possible he's the Arnautovic replacement since he can kind of play on the left and play as a second striker? I mean, he could be. Uh, you know, look at, looking at what Stoke has, you know, on the midfield attack side, you basically have Shakiri and a little, little bit of uh, Ramadan Sobi. And so he could he could easily insert himself there. You know, Afalai is still hurt. Boyan, Bojan is, is dinged up already. Um, you know, even striker-wise, there's nobody there that you know is going to run away and say, "All right, he could play the wing." Barahino, Div, you know, Jaselu actually has been doing okay in preseason, so he may get some shine there in the first coming games. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a wait and see for Chuopo Moting. Uh, he did he did play well enough that you know people do know his name. It's just that I think he's going to a Stokes squad that doesn't have enough integral parts around him to make him be a fantasy you know you know option, I guess. Yeah. Um, and now on to uh, potential moves. Uh, first, we have Timothy Fosu-Mensa allegedly has already had a medical with Crystal Palace where he would join on loan. Uh, if that happened, I would love him, especially if he was 5.0 or cheaper, uh, as I think he would play at right back and considering Palace are instituting a back three. Um, yeah. As a right wing back, he could have a lot of value very quickly and would be an ideal counter to Patrick Van Anholt if you needed to, although it doesn't really seem like people are buying on Van Anholt yet. Um, but just just uh, one to keep an eye on. We all loved him back when uh, he and Borthwick Jackson broke through under Van Gaal a couple years back, and uh, just just one to keep an eye on, especially because as we said before, De Boer could really shore up that defense and, and all of a sudden make them a little bit more meaningful. Yeah, and and he here he's he's actually four dot five, which is actually oh he's already in price. right right wow yeah, he's because like, he has a mean <laughs> United price at four dot five. So it, so it actually brings an interesting question. I, I've I've waxed poetic about enough guys. So I, I know you mentioned Patrick Van Einholt there is probably yeah. 
you know, the 1A Crystal Palace defender that everybody wants because they are more of – And he's at 5'5", he's five, five, correct? Yeah, he's at 5'5". Five, five. Mm-hmm. He's more of an offensive weapon. So, I mean, are you looking at a Fosu Mensa at 4.5 or are you looking on the opposite side at Riedewald at 5.0? If if this becomes official, he is going to be my 4.5 defender. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's currently Federico John. Fernandez, who, by the way, I, I said somewhere and got some stick for it. Look at Swansea's defensive record like the last the last few matches cuz they mm-hmm. really stepped it up down the stretch to stay up. Um yeah. I I don't love him, which is why I am immediately saying I'd take someone else, but mm-hmm. there's a, there's a reason that people were going with Angel Ronhel as their Porto uh, Swansea defender and why Fernandez has value especially with his big dumb Spanish head. Um well, the, yeah, the the funny thing is that if you look at the 4.5 defenders, it's basically like a a wasteland of like nothingness. I mean, there's names in there that you could possibly use, but there's nobody that you're actually like, yes. I'm there's no one you can be confident starting you know, the season S- with. Simone Francis, maybe? Yeah, but everybody's going to have Smith or Daniels. Well, not everybody, yeah. but a lot of people. And then it's like, do you want two Bournemouth defenders? Yeah, the only other the only, the only other guy that I've seen be getting a lot of love, and now that if the Fosu Mensa trade goes through, is uh, Alexander Arnold from from Liverpool because he's been getting a lot of burn in preseason. But I think that may be just a, a dump. But he, his ownership has has gone up in a while, and I've seen a lot of it on people's uh, you know templates and whatnot on Interesting. Uh, on the Twitter of the Twitter speak. But uh, Fosu Mensa in that four dot five is, is an interesting is, is an interesting candidate on uh, you know not an awful defensive team, but. They're not gonna. You're not gonna kill you. They're not gonna be. I, I don't think they're gonna be as bad as say like a. You know, you know any of the promoted teams, Brighton or you know, Huddersfield. Yeah. So I mean, you could you could do worse than than a possible folks. He's just gotta. He actually has to get to Crystal Palace first, and then he has to beat out Joel Ward. So it's it's the two things are one's gonna happen and one's probably gonna happen. Yeah. To be fair, I I think day one <laughs> he should start over Joel Ward. Um, and obviously you have a familiarity with the Dutch system there. Uh, as you may notice with Van Anholt there, Rita Wald there, and now likely Fosu Mensa. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah. The only player, and I know he's not going to start over, is Van Einholt or Dan. So. Yeah. Man, I, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of the Scott Dan bounce back, but we'll just have to wait and see I, on that one. I love Scott Dan. I love Scott Dan. <laughs> um, all right. Now, now <laughs> the big potential one. Uh, reports reports today that Coutinho could be heading to Barcelona. Now, when I say that, it's a lot like, not to ruffle any feathers here, global warming. There is currently one report saying a deal has been agreed against a vast sea of data and comments saying that he is not. That out of the way, what do you think the fantasy ramifications would be if Coutinho did, in fact, leave Liverpool this window? Uh, well, Katina's ownership would plummet. Um, <laughs> that I know for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I think the the love that would shift to to Mane and Salah right now uh, would skyrocket. That's definitely would would happen if it can go up anymore. Salah's at twenty point four. Mane's at eighteen point four percent ownership. Um, I think that we would have to wait and see for another week or two to see if Liverpool makes a, a, a corresponding midfield move to replace him. Um, and then that person may become uh, an integral part of someone's team, depending on who it is, obviously. Um, but I think that the the shine would actually go to, you know, Salah or Mane. 
And I think I think Jorginho, Jorginho Wijnaldum would probably get a little bit more love at 7.0 as well. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a big lover of Wijnaldum. Um, the the very interesting thing to me would be they would not bring in a hundred million plus euro from no. that sale and not spend it. What yeah, would be interesting would to me is they have a ready-made replacement there already, but they've just converted him to a striker this whole preseason. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it's, it would be very easy to just push Firmino back, bring somebody mm-hmm. in to compete with Sturridge when he's fit slash Origi, and try mm-hmm. to improve that way and have Firmino be more of a creator, which, to be fair, is largely what he's doing while being labeled a striker anyway. Mm-hmm. is creating for his teammates by pulling the defenders around, by sitting a little bit further back and playing them forward, which is going to happen even more this season with the pace of Mane and Salah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's an, it's an interesting waterfall of events that's going to happen, basically. If he does go, who do they, who else does Liverpool bring in and what kind of star power do they they give they bring, you know, fantasy-wise? Yeah, I don't know. But it's definitely one to... Uh, Keep an eye on, again, I, I personally do not think that it will happen. I don't think Liverpool need to sell him. I think this could be kind of like the Alexis situation, where they end up just saying, it's too late in the window, we're keeping him this year, next year he can go. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it, it's it's worth discussing, as, as I say, there is one report saying that it has happened. Uh, mm-hmm. With some saying it might happen, but the majority saying it has not, and then some more yeah. saying it will not. Um, Let's put it this way. I think the first place they invest money in is they up their bid for Virgil van Dijk, and he's with Liverpool probably by the the third game week. Yeah. If it goes through. Although, worth noting on van Dijk, if that move did go through tomorrow, which we're not saying it will, uh, the van Dijk one, he has not been in full training or played in preseason matches and has been hurt Mm -hmm. since, what, January? Yeah. I mean, he he missed the last, what, 14 games of the season, I think? Yeah, so it, it would be exciting... If that move happened, but not in, in real life, but in fantasy, hold off for a little bit. Wait to wait yeah, to see him actually start. Wait for, wait to make sure he has his legs back. Wait to see how this Liverpool defense is starting to look uh, before going crazy on that. If and when that happens, um, wait. He he lost his he lost his legs, dude. How's he gonna play soccer ever again? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, wheelchair? Did he label him left and right? Sorry, what? You think? Did he label his legs left and right so he knows which one goes on which? Oh, like NFL kickers still do? Yeah, like left <laughs> that, and right. That's one of my favorite things. That uh, yeah. I'm I I assuming you assume you remember Jeff Reed. Yeah. For the Steelers, they had the one black shoe, the one white shoe, and they asked him why. He said, "So I know which one to kick with." You're like, yeah. yo, dog, that is your literal job. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to know that'd be like uh, if me and Rob as writers. Had to have like a certain glove on her left hand to remember. Oh, this is my left hand. Don't write with the one with the glove on. <laughs> You're like coming over to the letter P with your left hand. Like, what are you doing? That's a weird keyboard joke. If you're at a keyboard, try it out. <laughs> um, all right, we are going to take a quick break and then come back and do the second half alphabetically of the league that we said we would do like uh, two weeks ago. So stay tuned for that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, and we are back. As I said, we're going to cover uh, letters M through W here. Uh, for the, the second half of a segment we started, like I said, I think two weeks ago. Uh, so in this, uh, we're doing overrated and underrated at each club. I'll start with Manchester City. Uh, I am surprised by how many people are buying in on Vincent Company. Now, that having been said, he scored three goals and had four clean sheets in the last seven matches of the season. So he got a, a tally just about every week once he came back from injury. But... I really want to see more, and he's a huge uh, injury risk, and he's not cheap. Um, so I, I'd be a little bit more shy uh, before bringing in Vincent Company. <laughs> the player that's somehow underrated is Sergio Aguero. His his stats have been rising ownership wise, um, but I'm sure you remember, like back when we started doing this, Jesus was almost twice as owned, mm-hmm. and it was like, what? Do you guys remember Sergio Aguero, who's been in the top five goal scorers every year he's ever been in the Premier League? Um, so anyway, not that Aguero is unrated, but he is still underrated, I think, in this Manchester City team. Because Aguero, De Bruyne, probably Silva, and company when he's fit are probably the only four players that actually have guaranteed their starting spots. Yeah, I agree. Every other piece could, like, shift around and be crazy. So, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in Aguero, uh, and... We'll get to my team in a little bit, but I keep waffling on whether or not to have him in myself this week, uh, just so based I, on I price. Think, I think Mendy has a spot there. Sure, pretty sure though. You do because Danilo's been the one playing there. Yeah, I think it's. Just I, I think Mendy I think, had an injury think, though, and it did yeah, come in. I think late, Mendy's but. been dinged. So. Yeah, um, and you would assume Walker's fine, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so Rob, coming to you now, talking to us a little bit about Manchester United. They lose the. Uh, uh, Copa today against Real Madrid. No, no big surprise there, although they did do it without Ronaldo, which is a little terrifying for world football. Doesn't really impact us here much on the show. But uh, which United players do you think are a little over and a little underrated? Uh, a little overrated? I mean, is it possible that you can't really say that that uh, Romelu Lukaku is overrated? You know, you know, overrated here. You know, based on his ownership right now at forty-eight point six percent of the two point seven million players playing this game currently. That is an awful lot of, of trust, and he just scored his goal, his first goal today. So, congratulations. Maybe this means that he's on a streak and he'll carry it over because he does like to go on little streaks where he doesn't do anything and drive us friggin' batty. <laughs> um, but so I don't know if he's overrated or underrated. So I'm going to say him as as the overrated guy because everybody's owning him. There's not much differential there, so that'll that'll lead into my my overrated. For my I underrated, a, sorry, I don't I don't mean to cut you off, but I have a very important question that's been floating mm-hmm. around a lot. <laughs> Which is the idea of being forced to own him. because You're kind of now, yes. Right, because his ownership is so high that if you don't have him and he scores a goal, you're literally in the lower 50th percentiles. Yep. 
So you're uh, already so chasing fifty percent. Right. So wh- where's where's your faith level? Have you brought him in? I, I have him on my team. I've had him in my team since probably draft draft one of six hundred and fifty one. Um, is it yeah, because of that reason? I, yeah, it's exactly why. Because its ownership is gonna is so high right now that uh, everybody who knows what they're sort of doing in this and not just guessing have him in their squads. It's not like a you know everybody I've seen that's been loading up on forwards. He's been one of the three. It's been Lukaku, Kane, Aguero, Lukaku, Kane, Firmino, Lukaku, Kane, Benteke, whoever they, whatever three they have at top. Um, he's always in there. He's not left out. And people are going, oh, you know what? It's Kane, Aguero, and Firmino for me. But, but he's always included in, in the triumvirate up top. So yeah, like you said, if you don't roster him, you're basically chasing fifty uh, percent of what's going on in the FPL universe right now. So it's almost a, a damned if you do. He's the damned if you do, damned if you don't player right now. Yeah, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you there. Who do you think? Is no, underrated? it's okay. It's okay. And un- underrated. I'm gonna go with anybody who consistently gets pl- defender minutes for United. They don't have one defender owned in the top twenty of defenses. I know their prices are a little high because they are United. And I know there's a little question mark of who's gonna who's gonna play. Is it gonna be Lindlov? Is it gonna be Baye? Is it gonna be Valencia? Is it gonna be Blind? You know, is it gonna be Darmian the first week? Nobody actually knows who's gonna be the starting, you know, the back four for them. So I think that's probably why people are under owning them, and that's why I'm I'm pointing my eye at them. And I own Eric Baye currently. He's owned in 9.6. He's their most owned player at 6.0. Uh, United is gonna be one of the better defensive units. They're gonna finish no lo- no lower than fourth, I would say. And the top three you could probably put in one. Actually, one through four you could probably put in any order. And me and Kevin would probably be like, yeah, that's probably about right. Um, so, you know, anybody defensively for Man United, I think, is being underutilized right now. But it's just because we don't know what the unknown is of what you know Jose is going to do. Yeah, um, all fair points for me. Talking a little bit about Newcastle here, uh, Dwight Gale is the currently second highest owned Newcastle player behind only Rob Elliott, who is there. Just because he's a Ford Auto goalkeeper uh, that you can punt with, <laughs> starting to get less and less convinced uh, by him. We've seen Mitrovic look good in preseason matches. We've seen uh, Iosa Perez play well in preseason matches, and they're probably still going to bring in another striker this window. Um, so my my Dwight Gale hype has has decreased significantly uh, since the game originally launched, and I thought he looked a value after scoring. I think it was twenty four goals. In the championship last season. Um, the person I think is underrated. You said you knew who it was. So who is it? Oh, for Newcastle? Ooh. Mm. I'm going to say it's, a, it's not a defender. There's no way it's, it's a defender. Not. Yeah, I was going to say. Iosi Perez. Uh, I, I do like Iosi Perez in real life. But in fantasy, I'm looking at Christian Atsu. Who there has played. He was going to be my second choice. Yeah, he started five of Newcastle's six friendlies. He has, I think it's two goals and three assists in those matches um, and had a lot more where either Mitrovic headed it wide, Perez kicked it wide or at the keeper. There have been a lot of opportunities that he's created. And heading into match week one, um, he's 5.0. He's facing a Kieran Trippier-less Tottenham. Will either be playing Kyle Walker Peters, who Poch has straight up said shouldn't get the opportunity because he's too young, he's not ready for that stage, or Eric Dyer, who does not have the pace, does have the strength, obviously, but the positioning and and pace are not there. This this could be the uh, Diet Coke version of the Firmino Davis matchup last, or sorry, the Mane Davis matchup last season, 
where it was even though it was up against a good Tottenham defense, there was one clear uh, one-on-one matchup that looked terrifying. And uh, we had a Newcastle guy on at the weekend, and he was he was talking about how um, Atsu could could definitely have a field day up against a quote-unquote <laughs> right-backless Tottenham. And uh, I'm I'm buying it. And at five dot he's on a crazy crazy low ownership, two point four percent. I guess it isn't that crazy in the context of uh, Newcastle because <laughs> they don't have really anyone worth owning. But at five yeah. I, I think he's really interesting, and I'm very very upset because I started writing an article on him, and then on the front page of the fantasy game today there was something on him. Um, but yeah. Christian Atsu at five Saves you money. I'm just keeping that money, by the way. We'll get to my team later, but it's just in my bank. I haven't spent it yet. Um, but it was down to Atsu or Townsend for me for week one. And if he does well in this situation week one, I may just hold on to him. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's really never really going to play for you. So it's not really like a, you know, a dire situation where you're like, oh, I got to play a 5.0 Christian Atsu. So, I mean, it's not a bad show. Yeah. Well, he'd be in so, a rotation with Carol and J Rod. Yeah, and I like I like Tom Carroll this year. Yeah, I think he plays every match, especially if they lose Siggy. He's, he's he still might bad even if they 4. don't. 5. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so for you, we already talked about Southampton a little bit there with Lamina, but who are you looking at? Uh, overrated. Uh, it's the guy who disappoints more than anybody down the stretch last year. It's Gabbiadini. The Gabbiadini. For anybody who anybody who knows uh, Italian, his last name translates into the cage you know, like the bird cage you know. Hmm. He's over-owned. I don't like him. 5.6. 7.0 is his price. Uh, listen, there's probably a lot of better options of striker you should be going with. Everyone's basically loading up on on strikers and, and then cheaping out somewhere else. Don't cheap out on Gabby Dini at 7.0. Um, I'm not saying he's going to disappoint, but he's going to be like two hours late picking you up to the prom is basically what's going to happen. <laughs> Would you rather um, have Chicharito and or Nacho? I'd rather have Iannaccio 100% over Gabby Dean. I'd rather roll the dice that Iannaccio does something and it's a feel-good story than be let down by Gabby Dini and Southampton scoring atrocities. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, under the under owned, how about uh, Jack Stevens getting no love at 5.0? Yeah. With all this Virgil van Dyke news, uh, you know, he's not going to play week one. Jack Stevens owned in 0.5% of leagues right, right now. Uh, we saw what he could do last year at the end of the season after Van Dyke went down, and he proved to be, you know, a useful, useful player in the Premier League. So at 5.0, um, you know, he's basically your third defender, maybe your fourth, depending on how you're, you know, allocating your funds. But Jack Stevens is a viable, you know, center def- central defender for for Southampton, and I think he could do good things based on his price right now. So yeah, on to um, you, Kevin. Yeah. Um, one, Spurs. One, I, like one, you, I, like, I like how you set it up so you have Spurs. <laughs> I actually do still have Spurs, but I have Stoke next because I don't write Spurs. I write Tottenham because I'm not a dumb. Um, I'm not accusing you. I'm accusing the official game and FIFA. We both have Tottenham listed as Spurs. Um, but I did want to touch on Southampton, and it does relate to Tottenham, which is um, some some little whispers. We've talked about this in the past that it might happen, but some whispers that uh, an agreement is there. Uh, between Tottenham and Southampton, that if Van Dyke left, they could get Vimmer on a one-year loan, and I think he's at four point five at the moment, and that would mm-hmm. also be a really interesting option for their defense if all of that happened. But again, yeah, all of it has to happen. <laughs> um, it's a waterfall. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> it, as the hit song states, um, yeah. So I'm actually going to do Stoke next, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, the person that I think is overrated right now is Joe Allen, 
Too many people trying to capture the glory days of last year, which, by the way, was only over like an eight-week stretch. Yet somehow people are coming away with it thinking he was amazing the whole year. The underrated, you already mentioned him. And I, I'm I'm a bit surprised, and I agree it's because of his 5.5 price tag. But Kurt Zuma is very good. Now has Butland behind him. Peters has always been solid. If they bring in Bruno Martinzindi to pair with him, that will be one of the more athletic pairings of center backs in the entirety of the Premier League. Um, they play fairly defensively. They have good defensive options in front of them uh, at times when Jeff Cameron is mm-hmm. up there. Not so much when... Uh, Gianelli Mbula, who was supposed to be an, an incredible talent, just kind of hasn't done anything of note. Obviously, Joe Allen wants to get forward a bit more, but I, I think this could be a really sneaky uh, defense. And even at 5-5, five, five, I think there's going to be value there. Um, to you now, talking about Swansea, we already talked about Tommy Carroll. Is he one of your guys? Uh, absolutely. Tommy Carroll is the under-owned guy. I don't even care how much he's owned right now. He's un- he's. He's owned in only 5.5% of leagues. At 4.5, he is your midfield dump. That isn't going to take a dump on you, basically. Um, you know, Last season, 1,400 minutes, 52 points, uh, two, uh, two assists and a goal. Listen, he's a young kid. He's coming into his own. Swansea are basically building around him in the midfield because I think Sigurdsson is – I don't know how long he's going to be there, but Carroll's going to be there for a while. Uh they have a lot of athletic parts around him. Leroy Fur is just always lying in the weeds somewhere, looking like he like he looks awesome half the time, and the other time half, he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yep. Um, but you know they have they have parts up top that can actually do something. Tammy Abraham, you know Jordan Ayew is up still up. So yeah. and I like the Narsing signing last year, but he like fair yeah, looks good about one every three matches. Yeah, and and for uh, for under under well, that was underrated. Tom Cowell's underrated. Overrated. Um. I mean, do they really have one? I mean, is anybody – nobody's really buying cigarettes in at 8.5 on a Swansea team that really doesn't have many parts. Yeah, maybe only um, Lorente just because he's hurt. Yeah, that's probably the the only one that I'd maybe I maybe look at that, that's probably being – Oh, he's at 0.3% now. Yeah. yeah, he's not very much owned. I, I, I'll incorporate this into it. When Gilfie Sigurdsson, you know, figures out where How about to play or where – at 21.6%. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's the 4.0 defender that everybody's buying into, 21.6. I don't. I, Rongal's not going to play every game. Um, so you're basically dumping on a zero. Um, so, I mean, if you want to go the four-buck chuck way, well, there's there's a couple guys that are going are, are vying for starts. You know, Long still looks like he's starting for Burnley. Yeah, you, you, you swayed me on Kevin Long. Yeah, so, I mean, I know Rongal is, is probably the most recognizable name. That's there because there's a lot of promoted defenders. And we, like I said before, and I'm going to say it again, we won't know defensively what is going on with a lot of teams until you know Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday when the games go off. And we'll be like, okay, well, now this guy's playing, so he's an option. So ownership of defenders, especially the cheap ones, the 4.0, 4.5 guys that actually do something in the first week, are probably going to be the, one of the most transferred in players for week two, three, four. Yeah. Um, now on to Tottenham. Uh, the still play- fixed it, so you got it. I did. It somehow <laughs> still worked out. Um, the one I'm really surprised by right now is Toby Alderweireld. Uh, just because he, he was not the target for set pieces during last year the way he was in his first year in the Premier League. That that started being more uh, Eric Dyer, and then obviously Harry Kane started taking on more of that uh, attacking role inside the box on set pieces. <laughs> Doesn't really offer... Much else. He does play a lot of long balls, but those are out wide to the person that's going to get the assist. Um, no trippier to start week one. Hurts, 
Still no Danny Rose, so the clean sheets aren't as guaranteed as you may like. That second week matchup against Chelsea isn't exactly a dream. The last time Tottenham went up to Newcastle, which was the end of two seasons ago, uh, got lit up by that attack. Uh, so I'm just not, I'm not feeling the Alderweireld love. And then obviously Trippier and Rose you can't own because they're still hurt. Um, maybe Ben Davis at five five if you're looking for a placeholder for Trippier till he gets back. But I'm I'm really not in love with this Spurs defense right now, and it feels like a lot of people are since. Uh, Vertonghen is 1.1 off of three players being 10 plus owned, um, 10 plus yeah. percent. So, not a, not a huge fan of that. Uh, my underrated is Christian Eriksen. I was t- talking to Rob before the show started, or maybe it was on the show. I don't actually remember. Um, yes. but if Eriksen was 0.5 cheaper than Ali, he'd be the one in my team right now. He's the one that has looked the best in all the preseason matches. Uh, that's not even, uh, talking about the ridiculous screamer he scored against PSG. Um, but I'm talking more about he's he seems closer to uh, mid-season form, both mentally and physically. Uh, what he's been doing is much closer to his game than Della Ali has been to his. And I totally get the goal upside of Della Ali. That's why he's literally in my team right now um, in almost <laughs> every format. Um, but Erickson is looking very, very good. And... Yeah, I think it was eight goals, twenty assists last season, which was the second highest assists behind only yeah. Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Yeah. And just because Ali has value, does not mean that Erickson does not. And I feel like a lot of people are going way overcompensating one direction. Um, and the fact that Erickson is less than half is uh, owned, fourteen point six mm-hmm. to thirty seven point nine, I think is a lot. Um, also, never mind. I'll bring that up in a little bit. Um, <laughs> all right, coming to you now to talk to us about Watford. Kapu was everybody's childhood yeah. sweetheart last year. Is he in here? Yeah, he's definitely. He's overrated right now. He's owned in 8.1% 8. of leagues. I don't know if that's because of price or because people just like looking at scores. But you know what a lot of that percentage is owned by? If you do, you know, you know auto pick. He's one of the almost the, if you do it all the time, he's usually one of the first guys that it, I've always seen that he's always incorporated into the team because I think it takes into matter the price and what they did last year and score when he scored pretty well for you know what he did um, at eight dot one percentage. I'm not even coming close to it. I don't trust Watford to do much this year. They just don't have the tools to be consistently off uh, offensive. You know we both like Roberto Perea. Um, Troy Deeney is going to miss the first week. They really don't have a striker there. Stefano Okaka is not the, the 38 game striker that you want to. He's not the, the droid you're looking for. Yeah, these are not the droids. I'm waving my hand. These are not the droids. <laughs> but um, yeah, and for for underrated, um, do, do I have to? Um, <laughs> I'll go with Roberto Perea. I mean, if he wasn't sit, if Roberto Perea was 5.0, he'd be he'd be the most owned percentage wise uh, Watford player. Yeah. Period. For but sure. he's not. He's 6.0. Yeah, which so. puts him in that Townsend, Phillips, Chadley. Yeah, there's better team. There's better guys with better names on better scoring teams. Watford is going to struggle to put the ball in the net this year. It's the unfortunate thing. Um, they have a lot of parts that do well. I just don't know, see how well those parts are going to do together. But that's why they brought in Marco Silva because he does magic with things like that. So they, maybe they could surprise. Defensively, you know, that's where he – that's his, you know, his foray – yeah, you know they want to, you know, so but you know you want to have the hack job Holobos or Jonas Kobo or a Proto. There's no there's no value there. There's nothing that because their schedule at the beginning of the year is not something that's you know conducive to to buy into early. Yeah, 
Yamat would be the one I'd keep an eye on, but not not to start the season. Yeah. Also, I think you make a really interesting point with Watford doing a lot with not much, because I think that's pretty much the exact converse of West Ham, who always seem to have yeah. the individuals but don't get the results they should. But but if you look at what it, what it, uh, Marco Silva dash did last year, this Watford team is not much different than what he had with True. Hull. That's true. Maybe just a touch up at the talent levels, but. Maybe they just have guys who are a little bit more experienced right. at the top level. You know, yep. that's you know, Dini's Dini's a proven striker if if he stays healthy. Yep. But they didn't have that last year because Abel Hernandez couldn't stay healthy, and you know, so yeah, he down. couldn't. Which was a dang dang shame. I still I still back him, although less than I did like three years ago when I said he was going to be a superstar. But there you go. He's gonna, Hey, did uh, I know I'm going to tone a tangent here, but on, have you got the championship show? Have, have they predicted who's going to lead the league in goals there? Um, they did. Uh, one guy said uh, it should be Wolves. It was actually the title is that they are uh, the Manchester City of the championship right now because of all their. I, I read that as I read that as well. Yeah. Yeah, just because they're <laughs> making all those Raiola signings. Uh, oh man, and the pre- the previous week, uh, it was discussed as well. If you want to entertain the people for like a second, I can look it up. No, that's okay. We could we could talk about it later. Oh, well, that's awkward. I don't have patience. <laughs> I don't have patience for you, Kevin. You should have these details. I sh- I should have this uh, already up and oh come on, really? I thought I thought I was gonna be able to be sneaky and get yeah. it up here. Oh, Sheffield oh, well. Wednesday. There you go. The other one that people said uh, could be up there um, for uh, West Brom. I think the overowned uh, is Gareth McCauley. He, he was he's thirty eight, man. Yeah, I I, I, he I got into a nice six ar- goals. I got into a nice argument last. Somebody was trying to say that Gareth McCauley was like like a you know like a pillar of a fantasy usefulness, and they were trying to use his stats from last year as a going off point. I'm like, the dude's thirty eight years old. You're using a thirty eight year old to, to you know put an argument in over defenders? No, absolutely not. Continue, so, Kim, sorry. Last season. Gareth McCauley, six goals. The previous five seasons combined, seven goals. Mm. Oh, that's not true. Nine goals. Sorry. But still, that's two-thirds of his career total in one season. Probably not repeatable. It's all, it's all I'm saying. Is, is yeah. 5.0 tempting? Yes, because they have a very nice starting run of fixtures, but... Please no. <laughs> then uh, in underrated, I think there are a lot of players that are underrated. Um, J Rod at just three point two percent has looked very good uh, for them. Looks like he's going to be in a front two probably with Rondon. Uh, my only concern is if he had to play on the left wing, maybe Chadley in the middle, Phillips on the right, which in real life is probably the way to get all of their best players on the pitch. But uh, mm-hmm. for fantasy, would have hurt his value. It looks like he will be up front, which is important. Phillips, I think, might be a little on the overrated side because as much as you and I like him, I went to go write an article about why he should be must-owned because of his low price in both this format and in the goal format. Mm-hmm. And, man, the underlying stats just did not say he should have had that many assists. Nope. Um, which is a little concerning. Obviously, West Brom, you have to be a little bit more tentative with your stats work because they play very uniquely in that they kind of aim for set piece goals yeah. which no other team can rely on and since he's the one taking them it makes sense that that things would be a little askew but Nasser Chadley's stats lined much up much more with his performances um, which could have been better 
I think he scored his two first two goals um, in his first two <laughs> matches, and then like didn't for a real long time after that. But uh, it looks like there's there's improvement there based on Chadley's underlying numbers, and it looks like there's regression underneath Phillips' numbers. Um, yeah. So anyway, that I there are actually a lot of West Brom people I'm interested in, but just worth mentioning those. Also, <laughs> I have Ben Foster in my team right now, but this is as Rob and I said often last season. One of those do as I say, not as I do things. If you yeah. have the point five, or even if you don't, and you can make the point five, upgrade to Forster, who was much mm-hmm. better last season. Ben Foster really struggling for clean sheets uh, the past two seasons. The last two seasons combined, he had ten. The previous year, he had eleven. Yeah. Um, they're just Thanks. not coming West Brom's way. They're keeping scores low, but you don't get points for that unless you're in DFS. But that's yeah. a different situation. That'll be tomorrow's tomorrow's episode. Yeah, tomorrow tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, so it's on to me for West Ham, I believe, I'm yep. finishing up. wrap it up for us. Uh, overrated. Um, basically, from what I've seen in the in the, the preseason, I, I hate Robert Snodgrass's guts. Uh, he looks pooey, is the best uh, expert opinion I can give you. <laughs> He's six, Price is 6.0, owned in 6.6% of leagues, which is the second highest uh, West Ham player. Uh, I'm not seeing much for him that leads me to believe that he's going to be any kind of fantasy asset. He really hasn't been a fantasy asset since he basically came to the Hammers. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of you know exclamation points uh, for the first week with um, West Ham midfielders. So, yeah, and my, Antonio and Cuyate are definitely out. Fuguli's hurt. Lanzini and Arnautovic are both dinged up now. Um, so Snodgrass may have to play just because you know they're gonna have they don't have enough soldiers to go to war with, um, but I'm not buying into it. I didn't like what I saw towards the end of the season when he transferred over, and at his 6.0 price tag, he falls into that Andres Townsend, you know that that break points Matt Phillips that you may you may have trust in somebody else, and I think that those probably guys are probably a little bit better. Based, but and I do like West Ham's tools around him. I you know I love Lanzini, I love Arnautovic when they're healthy. I think Chicharito is going to score some goals. I think Andy Carroll when he can when he can actually stop doing two practices a day and get on the field for, for a whole day. We'll do some good stuff, but I'm, I'm not buying either of those guys, but I'm just saying uh, Robert Snodgrass is not a, a guy that you want on your fancy team. Uh, under owned guy. I'm, I'm banking on a, a, a defensive bounce back for Aaron Cresswell. I think what we saw last year was not completely him. I think he was injured a lot of the year and got worn down by the pace of things. So at 5.0, West Ham is not the best defensive, you know, metric team, and they start off with United, Southampton, Newcastle. So, I mean, maybe after the first week, you may be buying into a hammer defender. And at 5.0, that's basically the entry point because nobody's really buying Angelo Ugbana at 4.5 or, you know, James Collins or Sam Byram or Arthur Masuaku. Um, Cresswell is probably the one of the only defenders I would own there. I don't buy the the Pablo Paulo Zabaleta love or the Jose Font love. Those guys look awful on paper and on the pitch in real life and in fantasy. Um, so Cresswell's a guy I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. Like, if I have a watch list and he's on it, so uh, Aaron Cresswell could could do a bounce back. He did good things two years ago, and I'm expecting something something decent this year. Not awesome, but something decent. Yeah. Uh, all right, then um, we have one more thing to get to before we go through our teams, um, and that is players that we think you should keep an eye on in case uh, they price rise early on. So basically, uh, players with high upside, current low ownerships that could really spike. Um, for me, up front, I think it's Josh King. Mm-hmm. Um, just because uh, their first two fixtures, West Brom, Watford, 
not the most difficult. You don't love playing West Brom away. I mean, let's just keep that clear. But if Josh King scores in either of those matches, people will way overreact mm-hmm. and feel like they've missed out because right now everybody's leaning Defoe. Um, hold on, let me actually check that stat to make sure that's true. But it feels that way. Yeah, Defoe almost twice his own, 10.4 to 5.8. <laughs> and even if King is starting on the wing, which he may be, or he may be in a front two, although a front two of King and Defoe is very similar players. And mm-hmm. King might not be on penalties. But if he scores in the first two weeks, I think he will at least double, if not triple, his ownership. Um, just because people will be worried that they'll miss the ride again this year, like a lot of people did last year, where they waited 0.3 or even 0.4 um, before bringing him in. In midfield, uh, for me, <laughs> I said I'd, I'd mention this at the end of the show. And it's a sneaky one, and this is not based on anything other than knowing that Sun has a fitness test this week. But if Hyungmin Sun passes late fitness and scores, or assists, really, either way, while everybody is having the Ali Erickson debate, mm-hmm. there is no one else that can play that position right now. Tottenham can't play three at the back because of other injuries, which is the only way he loses his spot. And it's not because he isn't the one that holds that spot. It's because that spot doesn't exist when we play three at the back. <laughs> um, but if he does something early, you know, he scored 20 goals in all competitions last season. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if, if he gets a clean bill of health and starts and does anything of note, another player that could just skyrocket as everybody's tripping over themselves to get Toby, which I mentioned earlier, Kane, Lloris, Erickson, Ali. There are a lot of Spurs players to look at. And if Sun can launch himself back into that conversation at a much lower price point, that could be very tempting uh, for a lot of people as well. Um, in defense, I want to go Adam Smith, but I don't want to go too many, too many Bournemouth options. So I'm going to go with Kieran Trippier. And it's just because there's going to be this springing where he, he got up to 15% owned. Now he's mm-hmm. on his way back down because of the injury. But it's only looking like it's going to be a couple of weeks. So then... All of a sudden, he may have already gone down in case not enough people get him out before the game launches, which is on Friday, by the way, in case we didn't mention. So then, once game starts, once he gets back, he'll probably rise very quickly, as I think not many people would argue that he's a top-five fantasy player this year in defense um, because of his attacking prowess. I'm not going to talk about goalkeepers because they don't matter. So, Rob, which players do you think could see really big spikes in ownership once the game gets going? Um... For forwards, I, I think it's going to be the guy, and I know he's already owned in 36.8% of leagues, and, and it's Harry Kane, because if he scores one time in August, yeah. all his naysayers saying that he can't score in August are going to buy back into him. And at 12.5, that's going to that's gonna go up auto, really, really fast. So at 12.5, he's going to be 12.7 probably right after the Chelsea game because people are going to buy back in after that game because they have Burnley, Everton, Swansea, West Ham. So there's three three out of four of the next five you know games are – you know, attainable for for you know glory. There, I know it's out of August by then, but we're we're still talking that he's he's going to rise. So if if he scores in the first you know two games, if he manages to get a goal against Chelsea, you know people are going to be completely buying into to the to the love there. Uh, in midfield, you know the one guy I keep always going to, and it it it's based on how well Crystal Palace can can jump out the gate and how well he does in those games. You know, they have Huddersfield, Liverpool, Swansea, Burnley, Southampton in the first five. It's Wilfred Zaha. I know he's yeah. owned in 23.6% of leagues at 7.0. Basically, he's being owned a lot because he's, A, a price dump, and B, has a potential to be 
more than he was last year. And he was pretty okay last year. He wasn't great, but he was okay. Seven goals, 11 assists. You know, that no, those numbers can jump up. And he has games where he can take take control of what he does on the wing and be, you know, a fantasy asset for those first three first three weeks. Uh, and on defense, you know, it, it, the defenders are tough because it's all a, a clean sheet or, or bust kind of thing. Um, but I'm looking at guys like way down the way down the list that are owned percentage wise, and everybody has a love fest for 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 said Kolishniak. Yeah. I don't even have to say it. So um, we saw what he did against think, Chelsea. Maybe Kolish. Sure. The guy from Arsenal that you can't really say. That's the guy I'm going with. Um, we saw what he did against Chelsea. Uh, he's a big-shouldered guy. He basically reminds me of anybody who could win the ball defensively from you know a center-back position, and Arsenal needs that stability. And Per Mirosaker is not the guy, so Galishniak is going to be that guy. Uh, owned in 9.5, Arsenal's fixtures to begin the year, Leicester, Stoke, Liverpool, Bournemouth. You know, Then it goes to Chelsea. Uh if Arsenal gets one or two clean sheets in the first couple of games, people are going to be buying and committing to an Arsenal defender, and I don't think the Hector Bellerin love is going to translate there because I don't think he's going to do much. Um, if if he gets a goal in those first couple of games, which he has the propensity to do in other leagues, you know, people are going to be like, well, and this did guy in looks the good. Uh, community shield. Yeah, exactly. People are going to buy into this because everybody likes having a, a, a defender and coverage from a top four, five, six team, and Arsenal is one of those teams, so that guy completely falls into. You know that metric. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then we are going to wrap up uh, with our teams. Um, for me, let me click off the transfer page. Doop 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 doop. What what have I done here? Hmm. What have I done? Well, it's loading at the moment. All right. So uh, at the back, as I said, I've been Foster. I very much want it to be Fraser Forster, um, but a it's difficult for me to find the point five right now, and I'll get to that in a second. But also, I have Cedric and Bertrand in right now. Um, switched to Bertrand as soon as I heard the Trippier injury, because um, he's a similar price point. Would be easy to switch back, and Southampton have an incredibly easy start to the season. Um, so those two are paired with Adam Smith, uh, who's up against West Brom. Then across the midfield, uh, Kevin De Bruyne against Brighton, Della Ali, Sadio Mane, and Christian Atsu, who I mentioned, I really like for his differential play. Could could have had him or Townsend, and like I said, saving that that one uh, Waiting to see what happens with this Crystal Palace team. I agree with you on Zaha. Both of us like Benteke as a theory. Want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I've just gone for Atsu as the cheaper option there. Then up front, uh, Harry Kane, J-Rod, and Roberto Firmino, who I think could have a, a very big day against the Watford defense that we just mentioned. Yeah, it's <laughs> not good. Not very encouraging. The amount of threes, fours, and fives that defense put up last season was... Mm-hmm. I'm sure deeply depressing for Hornets yeah. fans there. Um, not sure on my captain yet. Currently have it on Mane. Could put it on Kane. Also, Kane could become Aguero in my team. Uh, but as I was mentioning to Rob before we started recording, I think it's important to have either one of Kane or Alexis in your team to make sure you can get back up to that price point. And with Alexis yeah. looking like he may miss week one, that just pushed me a little harder on the Kane thing. Plus, he's had a good preseason in his first offseason since he's been a starter for Tottenham. Um, there are enough reasons to, to think about it. Um, but like I said, it could be Aguero. I've, I've uh, missed on Aguero before, and that is not a feeling I would like to duplicate. And as you said, yeah. after the Chelsea match, would be an easy uh, return point for Kane. So if you're yeah. listening to this team, you're like, that team should probably be a little bit better. That is because I have 2.0 still in the bank. Um, and the reason I'm not using 0.5 of that to upgrade Foster is because I could upgrade 
De Bruyne to Alexis, assuming that Alexis stays, which at this point it very much looks like he will. And so so if he comes back for Arsenal and, and if he comes back fit in two or three weeks, the ability to upgrade to Alexis while already having Kane in the team, I think is a very um, <laughs> clever, if I say so myself, <laughs> way around that. Um, but if he doesn't, I have 2.0 to spend in my squad. I could upgrade Atsu to a Zaha or anyone else in that 7.0 range. I could upgrade a J-Rod to that Benteke range. I could upgrade any of my defenders to the elite range. I could upgrade Foster to any of the goalkeepers at actually good teams. Um, and so I really like having that money to play with because as much as we've talked about matchups this week, we've also talked about season-long stuff, and it's an important balance. So I think Atsu could have a good first week. If he doesn't, I can upgrade from him. If he doesn't, I could just play Carroll next week instead and see what happens there. And having that flexibility to start the year, I think, is very important. So that's why I've gone with that strategy for now. Yeah, I I like your team. It's got some got some money in the bank, which is always good. I always tell people to do to do that. I don't have any currently because on my draft that I'm at right now, I'm at zeros across the board. Um, in goal, I have uh, Ben Foster and Wayne Hennessy. Um, they both have decent matchups. The first, we, oh, I mean, they both have okay matchups. That Foster plays Bournemouth and Hunt, and uh, Hennessy plays Huddersfield. So it's probably going to be Wayne Hennessy for the first game. On defense, I have Nathan Ake because uh, they play West Brom. Uh, Bert, Ryan Bertrand, I, I have Ben Davies in my team right now, and Eric Bailly. I went to Davies after the Trippier injury because I wanted some kind of Spurs coverage. I had Aldebarold in their first. But like Kevin said, I don't like him that he's not involved in set pieces that much anymore. So I'm going to have the – I'll have a differential maybe in Davies if he, play, if he plays. Um, so – and then my fourth – my fifth defender is is Long from Burnley. He's my $4, $4 chuck. Um, so, I mean, he's being utilized that way. A lot of people are, are buying into that. He's only 2.8% and people don't even know who he is. So that's probably a good thing. Through the midfield, Paul Pogba, Ali – De Bruyne hasn't changed my starting midfield with Carroll, and I did make one change on my bench. I brought in Ramadan Sobi as my fifth midfielder. Uh, I'm intrigued. I've, I've liked what I've seen in the preseason from him. Uh, like I'm not expecting much from Stoke, so I'm not expecting much from him. 5.0, and his ownership is basically nil, which is 0.8%. Could go wrong. Could go completely backwards. I don't care. It's a 5.0, and he's never going to play. He's not going to be rotate with my fourth or fifth. My fourth, you know, he wouldn't be better than my fourth defender. So I don't think he would play. And he's not better than Carroll in my eye, especially in in this game. And then forward wise, I haven't changed. I still have Benteke, Firmino, and Lukaku. I agree wholeheartedly with Firmino. I think Firmino is going to have a big game against Watford. He currently has my captain, and that's on purpose because I think that he does have a big game against them. Uh, Lukaku, we mentioned it before. He's a damned if you do, damned if you don't option. He's basically what Aguero is usually every year right now because of his ownership and it sucks not having um aguero in a team or not look at to even have him as an option because he we know what he can do we know what he's capable of and we know what you know city you're probably going to do to brighten the first game it's probably not going to be very pretty um but at least i have de bruyne there to cover that so um yeah that's my team right now i'm okay with it right i'm probably going to change two or three more times but this is the, the the fall in love factor on a Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty cozy with mine. Uh, Fernandez is the one question mark for me. If any of those 4.5s happen before then, that would be my main change. But I do like I do like your team as well. And and wish <sighs> I'm I'm really playing with fire here with the no Lukaku thing. And and I don't have any firm reason why it won't work. 
is is the thing that's terrifying to me. But uh, man, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if I have a change of heart at the last minute, which again is Thursday, not Friday. Don't 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 leave that till Friday. And on that last reminder slash warning, um, we are done for the day. So Rob, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FPL underscore MNOP. And you can find my writings and stylings on Razball.com. Yeah, and I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries, at Kevroff on Twitter, host of the EPL Roundtable. Uh, we also have a championship roundtable that is out on this very same channel. Uh, tomorrow, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we will be recording a fan tracks show that's all about DFS. We may also be doing a DFS, DFS video for VIPBet.com. Uh, still waiting to get final confirmation on that. Uh, also, Rob has infinite stuff up at Razball right now. I've written, I think it's 8 to 10 articles in the last week for goal. So go check uh, check all of those out. Although it is about the goal game specifically, a lot of the you know a lot of the same uh, information is there. Uh, so yeah, go check all that out. Again, uh, he's at fpl underscore mnop. I am at Kavroff on Twitter. Uh, check us out. Hopefully, you have a delightful first weekend of FPL action, and we'll catch you next week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.